there have been studies done where they actually can monitor the physiological reactions of men and women when they are in conflict with each other. And what has been found, which is very interesting, is that men are having more, more physiological responses to the conflict than women are. And what they, the conclusions have been, and I'm, you know, just doing this really in a nutshell, is that men are more sensitive. They will respond, sensitive meaning they will respond more quickly to the stimulus and more strongly to the stimulus. So it turns out that women are more emotional. They will be more expressive in their emotion, but internally men are having more of a sensitive reaction. This week, a new study looks at the support and strain that marriage has on the health of older couples who are married. Dr. Karen Sherman explains the results and what that means and what we can learn from it. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hi. Um, by the way, I was going to tell you, so I, I can't remember why I was doing this, but I was going back through uh, the our podcast archives. Yeah. And you were on the the very, very first episode of the podcast. Oh, my gosh. I know. So uh, for those who are curious as to the original uh, title, that's why. That's because we've done right. 500 episodes of this podcast Plus, and uh, Karen was on the first one. So um, anyway, so Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues. She is the author of a couple books, and you can find this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Okay, so um, I'm going to just rip this headline from uh, an article I read in Psychology Today, which is How Marriage Affects Health in Older Adults. So uh, a recent article was published in the Journal of Research on Aging from Baylor University, and the researchers looked at which aspects of marriage promote health and old age and which ones harms it, harm it. Marriage researchers generally lump marital dynamics into two categories, support and strain. So support refers to any interaction in the marriage that boosts physical or psychological well-being. Strain refers to interactions that damage physical or psychological well-being. So even small confrontations can lead to significant stress for both partners. Can you please describe uh, what support and strain look like? Sure. So uh, support is going to be, you know, basic appreciation, encouragement, um, showing concern about if some, one of them says that, uh, you know, their back was hurting or that uh, they have a headache 
like just asking, how do you feel? Um, you know, anything that makes the other person feel like they matter and that they're cared about. Um, strain is going to be um, nagging, except there's a certain kind of nagging that we know is actually good for a relationship. And that's when women nag their husbands about what they're eating or if they're not um, adhering to a good diet or not watching their weight or not keeping doctor's appointments, etc. They have actually found that that kind of nagging actually helps mm -hmm. a marriage because um, the men are being taken care of. Uh, but, you know, a nagging where it's like, why aren't you getting to these things? Why did you do it that way? Um, those are all criticisms. Um, and so, you know, that is going to be a strain. Um, um, another type of strain would be bickering. Um, where the couples don't see eye to eye and they just keep going back and forth with each other. That would certainly create constant little underlying conflict. So, you know, I, I think pretty much everybody uh, would understand what those terms mm -hmm. mean, but on a day-to-day -day basis, it doesn't have to be major conflict right. or MAGA support, mega support, excuse me. Um, it's really the day-to-day -day stuff that, is going to end up being the support or the strain mm -hmm. in the relationship. I, I like your distinction between um, the different types of nagging because you're right. Nagging to uh, in, in a reminding way to take your prescription drugs that's necessary to keep you alive mm -hmm. has been mm -hmm. shown to have a positive effect. But the nagging of which includes criticism of why do you always leave your clothes in the living room or socks mm -hmm. in the living room? You're such a slob. Uh, would be right. more in the strain category and not really helping prolong life. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, okay. So we have that established. So the researchers point out that support and strain aren't linked on two opposite sides of a single line and that they are in fact independent and dynamic and can interact and cross over. Uh, and I thought that was a really good point that they made. Um, so with that in mind, they then created a scheme that divides the marriage into four types. So a supportive marriage, which are high in support and low in strain, an ambivalent marriage, which are high in support and also high in strain, an indifferent marriage, which is low in support and low in strain, and an aversive marriage, which is low in support and high in strain. So the results were that supportive marriages, both men and women, fared the best in old age, whereas aversive marriages, married couples, uh, did the worst. And aversive, again, are those with low support and high in strain. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yes, it totally makes okay. sense. Um, okay. So the interesting part is that men in these marriages suffered greatly in their physical health, but this was not the case for women. So um, we, I feel like we hit on this <laughs> frequently. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Why do you think that is that men are the ones that are feeling the brunt of these dynamics? Okay. So for those who don't listen to every podcast. I don't know why they uh, wouldn't, but go I, ahead. Really? I mean, really. <laughs> but um, there have been studies done where they actually can monitor the physiological reactions of men and women when they are in conflict with each other. And what has been found, which is very interesting, is that men are having more 
more physiological responses to the conflict than women are. And what they, the conclusions have been, and I'm, you know, just doing this really in a nutshell, is that men are more sensitive. They will respond, sensitive meaning they will respond more quickly to the stimulus and more strongly to the stimulus. So it turns out that women are more emotional. They will be more expressive in their emotion, but internally men are having more of a sensitive reaction. That being the case, it would make total sense that there that if there is not too much support, but a lot more of the negativity, more of the strain going on, the men are going to be responding to it. And we know that stress will in fact end up having a negative physical impact. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> and for all those listeners who uh, tune in each week, Hopefully they were uh, going along with you and filling in the blanks before you said them. (laughs) Um, Another surprising finding uh, for, you know, I think is a surprising finding was that um, persons in ambivalent, uh, which are the marriages high in support and also high in strain, Mm -hmm. uh, fared no worse than those in supportive, which were high support, low strain. Uh, And that applied for both men and women. Now, the researchers speculate that this is because those in the relationships reinterpret the negative events. Um, does this make sense to you, or do you have any other thoughts on to, as to why these um, <laughs> outcomes for the two groups would be the same? I do have another interpretation. Love it. Now, these are older people. Maybe they forgot. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> If it wasn't really horrible, maybe they forgot. You know, the other thing that happens, hopefully, in a long-term marriage is you let you, – you start to have a different perspective. Every little thing doesn't bother you. Mm-hmm. Um, you start to look at the whole of the person and become more accepting. So many things that would have bothered you when you were in your 40s – here's the good news, folks <laughs> – as you're getting older, that many of the things that would have bothered you in your 40s, you realize just like everything else in life, it's not that important Mm -hmm. and you can let it go. So I would imagine that maybe they do reinterpret it or maybe they decide, you know, life is short. It's just not that important to get upset by it. And maybe to some degrees they do forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's probably a number of, of factors, but um, I'm not totally surprised by that finding. Yeah. The other thing is that you it's an ambivalent um, relationship. So they're still getting the positive. Right. Um, now, if it turns out, of course, then it wouldn't be ambivalent. But if it turns out that there's a lot more negativity, then I don't think you'd find these results. Um, but if it's, you know, pretty much an equal thing as far as the, the support and the criticism, um, I keep forgetting the, the other word, not the crit- the strain, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, if it's at least a little bit more positive, that's going to outweigh it. So I think there's a lot of reasons that the ambivalent couples don't really fare that much worse than the supportive couples. Yeah, no, that is brilliant. I love, that is such a great take. Um, one of the things that I thought about was 
something we've discussed on the podcast before, which is how when you um, when years go by uh, to, to your the point that you were making is you start looking back at, at history with some rose tinted glasses, particularly mm-hmm. if you're in a good place at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I wanted to add is the specifically I want to use the word perspective. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, you get greater perspective on what is important and what is not yes. important. Yes. And so when you've dealt with a lot of death, uh, as you get older and you lose friends and family members and things like that, um, you know, leaving socks in the living room is not that big of a deal anymore. Correct. And so those strains to your point, when you're 20 and 30, uh, it's, it's just, a, it's almost like doesn't even register on the radar. Exactly. Um, the last thing I wanted to point out was, um, the you and you alluded to this as well is you kind of give up on some of the battles, you know, like if your mm-hmm. spouse loads the dishwasher, uh, when you're 30 years old and it drives you crazy the way that they load the dishwasher and you fight about it all the time, um, at a certain point, uh, you're not going to fight about it anymore. You're just going to accept that that's the way it's done. And therefore it no longer becomes a strain because you've just kind of given up on it. So I wanted to toss that in there as well. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So in general, a lack of support and excess of strain had a greater impact on men than women, mm-hmm. uh, once again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and while the lack of support and and indifferent marriage led to poor health outcomes for men and um, the indifferent marriages, uh, those are the ones where they are low in support and low in strain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I lost my spot. My question. Oh, so the indifferent marriages led led to poor outcomes for men. The mm-hmm. addition of strain of an adverse aversive marriage had an even heavier impact on well being. So it seems that most of the negative uh, effects impacted men more than women across the board. Um, you know, you just gave a really great explanation as to why men um, have this impact. But it, like the thing that kind of like, I don't want to say startled me, but the thing that stuck out to me was the fact that like, it didn't really matter what was going on with the marriage. Like women seem to be kind of like even keel about all of it. Like there's nothing that really like brought them down. Well, I don't, I don't know that that's really true. Okay. So first of all, or is it just in relation to men? Sorry. Okay. I do think that women handle emotional problems better than men do. Um, men don't, by and large, deal with their emotions. They don't process them. They don't like to talk about them. I think that younger men are doing a little bit better than, let's say, men of my generation. But in general, they really don't like to talk that much about feelings or whatever. So therefore, if you don't deal with the emotions, where do they go? They just sort of sit in you. They don't go away. Mm -hmm. And so again, if the negativity of the emotions, the stress, the energy, the heaviness of them, they're going to have an effect on your uh, psychological health and your physical health. The other thing is women generally have outside resources. They have other friends. And so they will use their other friends to talk and to deal with whatever it is that may be bothering them. 
Um, it's very rare that you're going to hear a man, a man call up his buddy and say, hey, you know, this happened today with, you know, my wife and I really need to talk it out with you. You know, he's going to say, you know, you want to go have a beer and let's watch a game together. But men will very rarely, you know, really um, talk out their problems. And, and that having that um, outlet is extremely helpful for being able to deal with with whatever might be bothering them. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah. Um, I was just thinking, you know, a lot of times when people go to, let, let's say like a masseuse or something, one of the comments that they will make is, Oh, you're carrying a lot of stress in your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like your muscles are f- physically tight because mm-hmm. of the stress that you're not getting out. Not that, you know, talking will release all of it. Um, but to your point, the body will hold in all that negativity uh, if you don't find some outlet for it. And uh, I guess to your point, women do a better job of it than men do. Yeah. But I want to say, and this, uh, let me add this now to preempt your question at the end. <laughs> okay. Since men many times won't talk about the emotions, another way to get that energy out is through physical exercise. So, you know, if, if there are things that are bothering you, go to the gym. You know, go for a walk and and jog or something, because at least the release again of the energy will really help. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't have to just be talking. Yeah. Uh, So um, a personal story here really quick uh, to that point. When I uh, graduated high school, a week after graduation, one of my best friends passed away um, just in his sleep. And uh, yeah, it was tough. And when I found out about it, uh, I didn't know how to express myself. I mean, I was sad, I was crying, um, but I didn't, I didn't know how to talk about it. Right. Mm. I, I, uh, I basically just went into my room, uh, tied my shoes on and then went for a really, really, really long run. Mm-hmm. And that is how I kind of got it out of my system. Yeah. Uh, I mean, didn't get it completely out of my system, but that's how I dealt with it. So just like a natural instinct for me was to mm-hmm. be physical about trying to like work through my emotion and pain at that time. So, mm-hmm. uh, it yeah. was, yeah, it was, a, uh, it was like a really interesting thing for me to go through at a, such an early age because I have fallen back on that as I've gotten older as well. Whenever I feel stressed, I just go to go for a run or something. So, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good release. Yeah. It's a good release. Um, okay. So we, again, we have been talking about, um, successes and strains. And so, uh, what can couples do to put their, um, marriage into that supportive category? Well, you know, again, remember the little niceties, um, appreciating each other, thanking each other, you know, um, it may seem silly to say like, you know, thank you for that nice meal you prepared or thank you for helping with the laundry or whatever. But those things really do add up. They do count. The other thing, and this is based on um, a session I was doing earlier today. um, I think it's important that, I think it's essential that people um, feel like they can express their feelings to their mate, but it's very essential that when those feelings get expressed, they get labeled as, you know, um, these are my feelings as Mm -hmm. opposed to throwing it onto your mate. Mm -hmm. In other words, um, you know, you made me feel like, um, I don't matter. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to when such and such happened objectively, I ended up feeling like I don't matter. Um, because otherwise you're getting into a situation where you're blaming, you're accusing, and and little by little that really corrodes the other person's sense of self. Um, and it's not a big deal. Um, it, at least, does, you know, all I was doing was expressing how I feel, right. but it really is very, um, it's very negative and it can be very harmful. So increase the niceties. Um, and when you have to be negative or express something negative, express it from your point of view. Many of us mm-hmm. are so concerned about um, not talking about ourselves because it'll seem like it's selfish. But in this instance, it's very important to frame it as this is how it made me feel or this is how, you know, I experienced it uh, rather than laying it on your partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, It will be heard much more easily and responded to much more easily. Yeah. Um, that, that's such a great point. And I was actually thinking about, (laughs) I was thinking about this preemptively before you gave your answer, um, about how you would reframe some of what we described as nagging earlier, um, Mm -hmm. in that criticism category. So for example, if the socks are being left in the living room, rather than saying you always leave your socks around, you might say something like, it really bothers me when I come into the living room and find socks, uh, would you mind picking them up? That's less putting it on them being a like you're a slob as opposed to I feel like uh, I have a hard time organizing my thoughts when I live in an unorganized household or something. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, So I think that's a really great um, way to go about it. And um, I think another thing is you kind of brought this up too, which is um, the way that you approach this of, well, that's just how I feel about it. There's tone that goes along with all these conversations. Oh, for sure. And I think that's important to remember about tone when you have these conversations. So even if you are saying the right things (laughs) and you are sharing it from your perspective and how you feel, if your tone is not in line with that, then that isn't going to benefit you very well. So I just wanted to bring that up too. Good point. I'm glad you raised that. Um, okay. Well, this was fantastic, Karen. Um, I uh, We've already hit on the bonus question here, so we will wrap this up. So thank you so much for your time. This was a great pleasure uh, with a lot of good insight. Thank you. And thank you. Uh, I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And you can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can also find this information on our website, hitchmag.com, along with thousands of articles, hundreds of podcasts, as I mentioned, um, and a free newsletter. Uh, if you want to stay up to date every week, it goes out once a week. We don't bombard you with spam uh, that keeps you informed of all the latest information we publish. So check that out, hitchmag.com. Okay, that's going to do it. Until next time, take care, everybody.
know that it